Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Feel his presence in this place. While you're still standing, go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And if you're having trouble finding that, it's right after 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Amen. We have been having some tremendous services, and the Spirit of the Lord has been moving and speaking. And uh, just hope and pray to continue in that same vein here this morning. 2 Corinthians 5, and I'm going to begin reading in verse number 17. Paul writes, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespass unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, who pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning from this title, If You Only Knew. If You Only Knew new. Amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. Thank you so much. When you read, um, when you read the Bible, you will find that God spends a lot of time in his word telling us who we are. And in my search, I found around 100 verses of Scripture where God is doing this. We look in the book of Galatians, he says this, that we are his children. Uh, Ephesians 1 says that we are blessed. Ephesians 2 says that we are alive in Christ. Romans 8 says that you are someone who is deeply loved by God. Isaiah 43 lets us know that we are seen as precious. Psalms 139 says that we are understood by God. Several verses that let us know we are God's special possession. Philippians 3 tells us that we are citizens of heaven. Over and over and over again, God telling us who we are. It's almost as if it's almost as if he knew that we would doubt this from time to time. It's as if he saw it coming that 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 we spend a good portion of our lives searching for our identity searching for what our real name is. And if I'm being totally honest this morning, and I think that you would agree, 
We have let a lot of other names define who we are. We have let a lot of other voices come into play here and tell us who we are. And those names vary from rejected to forgotten to unloved to addict to second place to unworthy. But God said something else about us. It's like he knew that there would be other voices. And so what did he do? He wrote his voice down in a timeless book of truth that would remind you and I today over and over and over again who we are. And what I hope to do this morning is just serve as a reminder of who it is that you are in Christ. The, 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 the problem, in my opinion, for so many Christians is they don't really know who they are in Christ. And because they don't know who they are, they often don't know what to do. Many think because we are not holding a microphone and standing behind a pulpit or a table, if you will, and, and, and we're not... That, that we think that, oh, I'm just a regular Christian. That I'm just a, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a guy who goes to work and provides for his family. I'm just a guy who works at a bank. I'm just a regular Christian. If you have ever felt that way, friend, you don't know who you really are. Because you, because if you're a Christian, let me listen to me, there is nothing regular about you. You need to understand that, that if you are filled with the Spirit of God, you are filled with that same Spirit that raised Him up from the dead. Friend, that's not regular. You have access to the very throne of God. That's not regular. That's not normal. You have the authority to use the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. There is nothing regular about you. Nothing. And here, again, why it's so important to know and understand who you are is because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And today, I want to help you know who you are in Christ so you'll know what to do. Our text, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Paul says this. Brother Cody, if you can throw up that up again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is what? In Christ, what is he? He's a new creature. He's a new creation. And, and the old, what, what happened to the old? What happened to it? It's gone. The new has come. If you are in Christ, if you are a Christian, if you have turned from your sins and met the risen Christ, baptized in his name and filled with his spirit, you're a new creature. All creations. What do they have? They have new purposes. The old, the filth, the junk, the sin, the guilt, the shame, that that should all be gone. All of your sins, because of the blood of Jesus, have been forgiven, and you're a new creation. 
The problem is for some, there are some Christians, they don't understand who they are as a new creation. It's like a caterpillar becomes a new creation, the butterfly. But imagine if that butterfly would crawl around like a little caterpillar. And that's what some Christians do because they don't understand who they have become in Christ. And Paul is trying to help us this morning. Paul tells us this, that that, that, uh, he's trying to help us understand who we have become. Paul tells us in verse 19, amazing, the middle of the verse, he says this, that God has committed to us the message of reconciliation. God has committed to us. If you're a Christian, You're in the us. That's you. Say, that's me. That's me. You're in that group. He has committed to you the message. It's your message. It's your calling. It's your ministry. He's committed to you the message of reconciliation. Now, what does reconciliation mean? Well, it's just a big word that in this context, in the Greek language, it means to restore to the divine. It means to help people be made right with God. It's to take that which is broken and and that which is separated from God by their sin and to help them know who Jesus is so that they can be made whole and that they can be made right with God. That's the message, and God has committed it to you. God has committed to you the message of reconciliation. Verse 20, he says this, We are therefore... Christ's ambassadors. Who are you? You are Christ's ambassadors through God. And I love this. As though God were making his appeal through us. I want you to internalize this this morning. That you are an ambassador that God has committed to you the message of reconciliation as though he were making his appeal through you. This is who you are, friend. And when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Let me tell you who you are. You are an ambassador. You are sent by God from heaven to earth. If you're a follower, that's who you are. You're an ambassador sent from heaven above. Some of you say, well, I kind of know what an ambassador is, but others of you might be like a little foggy. Could you just tell me, explain it a little bit further? The simplest definition of an ambassador is this. It is the highest ranking diplomat that is sent as a representative from one country to another. For example, if I became an ambassador to Japan, Japan would not be my home. But I would be the highest ranking diplomat sent to represent my home government to another country. And the same is true for you. 
If you are a follower, understand this. Who are you? You are the highest ranking diplomat that is sent from heaven. Amen. The Bible says that, 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 that we are his ambassadors. We are sent from heaven to earth. This earth is not our home, friend. It's a nice place to visit, but it's not our home. The Bible says that we are an alien here. This isn't your home. You're a stranger from heaven. Heaven is your home. You are sent to represent the king from that kingdom that sent you. You represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When you understand this, when you know who you are, you know what to do. I am Christ's ambassador sent from heaven to earth. That's who you are. And when you know that, you'll understand and know what to do. And so I want to unpack this this morning with two simple thoughts that I believe will help drive you in your daily life. Because as, as Christ ambassador, somebody, some of you go, hold up just a second. Wait just a moment, Bryce. I'm an ambassador? Some of you didn't know that. Some of you know you are a representative. Some of you think, I'm an, amb- I'm an ambassador. Like, if I go up to my friends after church today and I say, did you know I'm an ambassador? And, and what most people say, no, 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 no. <laughs> what? You're, you're not a, you, an ambassador. No, 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 no. You mess up too much. You make too much mistake. You don't know the Bible. You, you don't know. You say dumb things. Like, you say dumb things a lot. Like, you're an, you think you're an ambassador? I would say this. No, listen to me. If you are in Christ, my friend, you are an ambassador. First thing I want you to know, as Christ ambassadors, you were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. So it doesn't matter what they say after church today. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You were not elected by the people. You were chosen and appointed by God. What did Jesus say? He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. What else did he say? He said, I appointed you to go and bring forth fruit, fruit that will last. As it is, Jesus said, he said, you do not belong to this world. This world isn't your home. You're from heaven. You're an ambassador, he said. He said, but, and then he says, but I've done what? I've chosen you out of this world. He said, I chose you and I appointed you. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Jesus Christ has chosen you. You are chosen and appointed to bear fruit and to represent him to a lost world. You are his ambassador. If you only knew. Some of you may say, but I don't, I don't really feel like I'm qualified. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I fit the mold. I don't feel like I, I have what it takes. No, 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 I don't have whatever. It, it, it's a little bit like in grade school or in middle school. I don't know if you remember, but when the teacher would pick that student 
to run an errand for her or him down to the principal's office. What a, one of my favorite things in school. To be picked, to be chosen, to go, and the teacher is like, I, I need something dropped up at, up at the office. And, 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 and I don't know any students that didn't like being selected. When you're selected and you're walking while all your loser buddies are just have to stay back in the classroom and listen to the lesson, and, and, and the teacher would say, "Hey, I need something to take. I need somebody to take something down to the office for me." What? Oh, 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 oh! Yes. And, and what would the teacher do? She wouldn't necessarily pick the one who made straight A's. She wouldn't necessarily pick the one who was the best. The teacher would say, "I, I choose you." And then the teacher would take out a little slip of paper and she would write your name on it. And that was your hall pass. And you put that piece of paper in your little pocket and you walk down the hall all prideful, all looking in the rooms as you walk by. And, and yeah, looking at your friends as you walk by and they're like, what are you doing? I'm on a mission. I've been sent. I, I, I've been sent out to take care of some business for the teacher. And then all of a sudden, a teacher comes out and says, hey, you're not supposed to be even a hall pass, baby. Hall pass. Presented with that little pass, that authorization that you have. Hey, I, I've been chosen. I've been appointed by my teacher to go and do something special. Hey, I'm not the best, but baby, I've got my papers that say I've got a hall pass. The good news is for you, if you if you feel like you're not good or whatever, I want you to pull out your hall pass today and say, God has chosen me. God has appointed me. I, I hope that you'll internalize this this morning. You're chosen. You're an ambassador. You're a representative. You're appointed. It doesn't matter what the naysayers say. It doesn't matter what the enemy has to say. It doesn't matter what anybody has to say. You've been chosen. If you only knew. God has committed the message of reconciliation to you. No matter what they say, no matter what anybody says, you are an ambassador for Christ. And I believe that when you internalize this, it, it, it goes from this intellectual knowledge to this true heart belief. And I believe that's when everything changes. You can see this happen in the Apostle Paul's life. Amen. He was, he was the guy who was teaching this, inspired by the Holy Ghost. He was the one who said, hey, therefore you are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through you. He saw himself as an ambassador and saw other believers as that as well. In fact, if you know a little bit about Paul, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, but if you know his past, you would know that he would have been the least likely guy that God would have called. He would have been the least likely candidate 
You talk about qualifications. You talk about not feeling like you're good enough. Have you murdered anybody? Have you done that? Have you, have you just walked up and, and sent somebody to jail? Have you done that? Have you stood on and watched as they stoned somebody? Have you, you talk about qualifications. Uh, I don't feel like I'm qualified. I don't feel like I measure up. I don't, I want you to see how Paul measures up. I want you to see his life. He was the number one persecutor of the Christian church. In fact, he killed Christians for their faith. And then God steps in. He says, I've had enough of that. And, and, and Saul, he encounters Christ, the risen Christ, and the brightness of his glory. It blinded him. It's a long story, and that's not my message this morning, but God told him to go to this city, and there was another Christian there named Ananias, and God was telling him that he needed to go minister to this guy. And I could just imagine Ananias hearing that and saying, wait, did you say, who? Who? Saul? We talk about the same Saul. Checking his Rolodex. Is there any other Sauls out there? Like, is it, is it, did he, did he say Saul? Does he really, is that, uh, this, this guy's going to kill me. He knew his story. And God's like, he's different now. And this is what God said to Ananias, Acts 9, 15. The Lord said to him, go, this man is my chosen instrument. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles. He's my ambassador, is what he was saying. He's my representative. To the gen- I've chosen and I've appointed him to represent heaven on earth to the Gentiles. He's my chosen instrument. And you need to understand this. You are God's chosen instrument to be an ambassador to a certain group of people. Well, who is that, Bryce? Who is this certain group of people? Well, it might be, it could be anybody. It could be the people that you work with. It could be the people, I I don't know, I don't know uh, everybody's circle, but I do know this, that you are God's chosen instrument to represent him to the people that you are surrounded by, the people who you work with, the people you engage with, your family, your friends. You're a chosen instrument to represent him as an ambassador to your lost family. It could be the people that you have coffee with every morning. It could be the people that you call every now and then. You are God's chosen instrument and you say I'm not the best I I don't really understand this you don't need to understand anything but understand that he chose you you don't have to be the best you don't have to be the great uh, uh, orator that that you think that that's the qualifications you just got to be willing and obedient and say if you've chosen me then I'll go then I'll do then I'll say I'll respond Hey, I'm not the best. I just know that he chose me. I know that I've been appointed. That that phrase has, has ministered to me. 
that where I felt, felt like I don't line up, where I felt like I wasn't qualified, and I found myself in some, 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 some situations where, where I was walking up on maybe a platform or something. I said, I don't know if I'm the right guy, and that's what I needed to understand. Hey, I'm not the best, but he did choose me. He did appoint me to be his representative. And sometimes if we'll just internalize that and understand that, friend, I'm telling you, he can take your life to places that you never even dreamed about. He can put you in front of people that you never felt like would be open to God, but all of a sudden they're open, and there you are having the words to say and the right scriptures to share with them. I've not felt like I was the best, but I could step in with the authority that he's given me, that I'm not the best, I'm not a Bible scholar, but God has chosen and appointed. And friend, when you learn to take that confidence, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter. We get so fixated sometimes of, well, mate, what if what if I lose? What if I failure's a part of the process? Failure is a part of the process. Not everybody that you share the word with is going to just be like, yes, I'm going. Where's your church? But there are those that are hungry. You need to understand that you are God's chosen instrument. Many of you, you're going to be called to minister. You're going to be called to minister. A lot of you are called to minister. To, in fact, I believe that this church, you are helping raise up the next generation. You are helping raise up the next generation. You may be called to do something. You may be called. To, you may be called to lead a Bible study. And you say, "Well, I don't. I don't really know. No, I don't know much about the Bible, and I don't know a whole lot of scriptures." No, 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 no. You are God's chosen instrument to build up believers. You may feel this burden to share your faith with your boss, and you're like, "But she's not. She's not. I don't know." It doesn't matter. You are God's chosen vessel. You are God's chosen instrument. His ambassador. You are called and appointed. If you only knew. If you only knew who you are. Because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. You are God's chosen instrument with this message of reconciliation. I love that verse that says, as though God were making his appeal through you. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You're chosen, and when you believe that, it can change the way that you do life. That's the first thing you need to understand, that you were not elected by the people. You were chosen by God. And the second thing is this. As his ambassadors, you never represent yourself. You always represent God. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. I'm saddened by some of the little video clips that surface around social media of churches that have put self in front of God. Our own views ahead of God's views. Our own thoughts ahead of God's thoughts. You don't represent yourself. You represent God. You never 
represent yourself. If I'm the ambassador again to Japan or any, any country that you think of, if I'm a representative from the United States, I'm not there to promote my own agenda. I'm not there to provoke my, promote my own values, my own ideas. I represent the government that sent me here. You represent the government of the kingdom of God. You represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It's never about you. Jesus was the ultimate ambassador. When he came in the flesh, he was what? He was submitting, not my will, but thine be done. I'm here to represent the kingdom from that which I came. You're not elected by the people. You are chosen by God. And secondly, as his representative, you never represent yourself. You always represent God. Somewhere, if our music would come this morning, somewhere somewhere between the North Pole and South Pole of here, I won't tell you where, but I ran into an individual who um, I hadn't seen in, in a lot of years. And I knew that this person was backslidden. I knew that they had been in the church. I remember when I first got in the church, they were in the church, they were used in ministry, and they were up and leading rallies and, and all kinds of things and used in their home church. And I had an opportunity to run into this person just out of happenstance. It wasn't a meeting that was set up where I knew who I was going to speak with. It was just, it was just what happened. How many know God lines things up sometimes? I just happened to run into this person. I had an opportunity to have a great conversation with them uplifted them, spoke positive things into their life. Did I, did, I, did I get up there and invite him to church? No, no, no. I gave him the message that he needed at that moment. And that's what an ambassador does. That's what an ambassador does. I wasn't in there inviting him to the church. I gave him the message that he needed in that moment. And when you believe who you are, you'll know what to do. And I promise you, you'll see opportunities like that over and over and over again. Now, here's the problem. A lot of you are going to say, but I, I, I can't do that. I, I don't know. I mean, how do, you, how do you speak on behalf of God? Here's what I'd like to tell you. You speak in the authority that's been given to you. Take Paul. Over and over and over again, he said, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I just preach the power of the gospel. I'm not. He said, I'm the least of the apostles. He's over there like, they're all up here, and I'm just, I'm down here. I, I, I'm the bottom. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. 
Paul's saying, I just do this in the authority that's been given to me by Christ. Here's what he said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 8. He says, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord. Where did it come from? The Lord gave it. He says, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I will not be ashamed of what, Paul? I'm not going to be ashamed. He said, I won't be ashamed of using this authority. And that's what you need to do. Where you're not ashamed of using the authority. It's not your power. It's his power. For instance, if I stood in the middle of traffic, if I went up to the four-way after church here and I stood in the middle of traffic and I just said, hey, stop. You. Stop. What's probably going to happen? Probably going to get ran over. I don't have the authority. I'm nobody. But if I've got a badge, if I've got a badge on my shirt and that says I'm a police officer and I tell you to stop, you better stop or I'll probably shoot. Because I got authority issues, all right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But I got that badge, and if I tell you to stop, guess what? I've got the whole government standing behind me. And it's, and it's not me telling you to stop. It's the law of the land. And so as a Christian, I come not in my own authority, but in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. It's not my power. It's his. It's not my authority. It's his. A while back, Easton comes running in my office. He's nine years old, and he says, Dad, Bennett keeps doing this, and Bennett keeps doing that. I said, hey, tell Bennett to stop. He comes back, and he says, hey, he's still doing it. I told him to stop. He didn't stop. And what did I say? I said, you tell him Dad said. Let him know Dad said to stop. And he goes in there, and he says, hey, Dad said to stop. He went in that room. He went in a room like this, like just with a, the badge on his shirt. You said, you know what? Dad said to stop it right now. Guess what? It didn't stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would ruin the, the <laughs> analogy. <laughs> it did stop. Why? Because Easton was sent on a mission with a message as an ambassador from the king of kings of that household. <laughs> who sent him to set things straight. That's what you do. You come in the authority that's been given to you. Here's what's crazy about the first century church, the first century believers, is they understood that there's power in Jesus and not in themselves. They understood that. They understood that it's in Jesus and not in themselves. And they understood that they had the authority to use his name. 
sick person, I've got no power to give you. But in the name of Jesus, be healed. And sick people were healed. Demon-possessed person, I've got no power to, to release you. But, I, but in the name of Jesus, demons come out. And the demons came out. Dead people, I've got no power of myself. But in the name of Jesus, rise up. And what's crazy to me, and it's very difficult for me to get my mind around, but the New Testament says that we as believers can do even greater things. Why? Because we are not regular Christians. We are not regular. There's no such thing as a regular follower of Christ. You are an ambassador. You are appointed and called by God to represent heaven on earth. You were not elected by the people. You were chosen and appointed by the king. And you carry a message today, the message of reconciliation, as if God were making his appeal through you. Stand with me this morning. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. Why? Because just like Paul, you can say, I've been crucified with Christ. My old life is gone. But nevertheless, I live. But it's no longer I who live, you see. It's Christ living through me. Bryce, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. No, 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 no. You are not just a stay-at-home mom. You are an ambassador that is raising up the next generation of world changers. Bryce, I'm just a regular guy who goes to work to provide for his family. No, 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 no. You are an ambassador that is sent to that job site to be around those people for such a time as this. You are Christ's representative that the world may know that the world may hear the greatest story ever told. When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Would you bow your heads with me in this place? Close your eyes and maybe lift your hands or whatever you want to do and just understand. Would you just internalize for the closing moments of this service? Would you just internalize it with me right now? Understanding who you are in Christ, that you are a representative. You are chosen. Come on, there's tremendous responsibility and weight that comes with that statement. But I want you to embrace it with me this morning, that, that, that we are his representatives. We've been chosen by him. We've been appointed by him. We are here to represent him to a lost world. We represent the king from the kingdom that sent us, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And that makes your role on earth very important. Friend, there's nothing regular about you. You are the highest ranking diplomat that is sent by God from the kingdom of heaven to this earth. If you only knew who you were, I pray you walk out of here today knowing who you are in Christ. Come on, lift up your hands right now and just be open. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.